And in fact, you see, like through the history of anti-aging medicine, we look at all these things that go down with time. It was DHEA, it was glutathione. You thought you supplement those and the body will go back to being young again. But none of those really worked because I believe those are all secondary to NAD and NAD production is plummeting with time due to a drop off of the enzyme that's taking the, nicot uh, the nicotinic acid and the nicotinamide, the base B3s, and moving them up the chain to the next level, which is nicotinamide mononucleotide and its interaction with nicotinamide riboside. But that transition from mononucleotide or riboside over to NAD, that's unimpacted. So the thing to do with age, yeah, you can help bring up those earlier stage enzymes, but the easiest way is to feed in the direct precursor nicotinamide mononucleotide or the riboside. Do you want to know what it is? Body, mind, empowerment. Get stronger, faster, smarter, quicker, friendlier, more helpful, more driven. Everything the body needs control your mind welcome to the body mind empowerment podcast i'm your host seam lund and our guest today is dr christopher shade dr shade is one of the world's leading experts in mercury detoxification and also founder of quicksilver scientific which creates highly bioavailable supplements with nanoparticle delivery systems dr shade welcome back to the show very happy to be here sam yeah it's uh, always the pleasure to talk with you and uh the last time we saw face-to-face -face was actually in London. So what have you been up to since that time? Oh, well, I've been uh, putting together this uh, NAD building formula, a liposome of NMN with some uh, TMG and uh, trying to build some other products around it and just living life with high NAD, which has been fantastic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Being like a mad scientist as you are. Yeah. And yeah, like <laughs> that's one of the reasons that we decided to do like another podcast to uh, talk up, talk about this uh, upcoming new NMN product that you have, and that can help with NAD and uh, general energy production. So I've also had uh, the opportunity to try it out, and I must say that it's pretty damn awesome. And uh, I definitely <laughs> like, like like the formulation. And other people who have tried it uh, also uh, really uh, recommend it. So uh, before we get into like what it is and how does it work, like maybe let's start with uh, what is NAD and uh, how does it work. Yeah, I mean this is. Uh... This is, it's really fascinating because, you know, remember a couple of years ago, everybody was into methylation. It was all, you got to get methylfolate, you got to keep your methylation activity high. And B3 was like the enemy, you know, mm -hmm. and it was like, oh no, nice. And it's going to suck down all your methyl groups. Uh, but you go way back uh, to uh, some of these uh, sauna-based detoxification therapies that came out uh, from L. Ron Hubbard and others like him. It was based on high amounts of niacin and then sauna. Mm -hmm. And so you can think about NAD uh, in its relationship to niacin the same way you think about methylfolate in its relationship to folic acid. This is the all the way activated form of B3. But that's almost, I mean, that just gives you some reference for where it is. So NAD is nicotinamide adenine dinucleotide versus straight B3 is nicotinic acid, or there's nicotinamide, another form of B3. So these get all the way activated into this NAD. But why is that relevant? Well, it's relevant because 
NAD drives so many pathways in your body. Most importantly, probably, it's driving energy production by turning mm. over the citric acid cycle and creating ATP. But it goes so far beyond that because it becomes this thing that's a nuclear mitochondrial linker, so the communication between the nucleus and the mitochondria that keeps the mitochondria always cleaning itself up, always renewing itself, taking itself into mitochondrial biogenesis. And then beyond that, then it's this messenger to all of our longevity genes, the sirtuins, Foxos, and they're joining into this same game. They're helping bring forth activity of PGC1A, which turns up uh, mitochondrial biogenesis. Then it's responsible for all these other things like uh, cleaning up damaged genes. So you can think of it like a gene editor through the parts, through CD38. It's responsible for tight junction formation and, and barrier integrity. Uh, and then it's got all these links into, uh, into immune integrity. Uh, one of the things that I saw with me is it, you know, when you burn yourself out too much, if you're traveling too much and working too hard, not when you're, you know, 23 or 24 <laughs> like you, but when you're 50 like me and you're trying to act like you're 23, yeah. then your immune system gets the, the central psychosis, I call it, where you start <laughs> being allergic to all your food, but you're ignoring viruses and bacteria and such. And right. uh, having adequate NAD levels just zip that all together so I could keep cranking out energy, keep my immune integrity, keep my barrier function, stopped having to worry about leaky gut and all that. My adrenals came up and they were handling uh, inflammation properly. I mean, it just zipped the whole system up. And in fact, you see like through the history of anti-aging medicine, we look at all these things that go down with time. It was DHEA, it was glutathione. You thought you supplement those and the body will go back to being young again. But none of those really worked because I believe those are all secondary to NAD and NAD mm. production is plummeting with time due to a drop off of the enzyme that's taking the, nicot uh, the nicotinic acid and the nicotinamide, the base B3s, and moving them up the chain to the next level, which is nicotinamide mononucleotide and its interaction with nicotinamide riboside. But mm -hmm. that transition from mononucleotide or riboside over to NAD, that's unimpacted. So the mm -hmm. thing to do with age yeah, you can help bring up those earlier stage enzymes, but the easiest way is to feed in the direct precursor nicotinamide mononucleotide or the riboside, and we use the mononucleotide. Right, right. Yeah, like NAD itself is like this, um, almost like a master enzyme that is involved basically in every every physiological process inside your body, especially energy production. And uh, yeah, without NAD, you would basically die and you wouldn't exist at all. So it's very yeah. critical crucial critical thing and uh, the tendency is that as you get older or as you are more diseased or sick then your NAD levels tend to just decrease and deplete so you're going to suffer this perpetual vicious cycle of uh, chronic you know chronic fatigue uh, lackluster performance and this kind of feeds into the you experiencing those similar symptoms more you're going to be predispose yourself to more oxidative stress because you don't right. have the energy to repair yourself you're going to experience more inflammation because you can't heal yourself and etc so it's a very yeah it's, it's funny to see that the uh, yeah it's very you know uh, promising the field of nad in terms of like anti-aging and uh, longevity etc so yeah uh, i think it's 
the most promising thing that's come up for a long time. And, and there's like, there's so many, like you said, with the oxidative stress, there's so many things that you have that produce oxidative stress. And when you have them under control, they're doing the right thing, not the wrong thing. It's just, so maybe we could call it broad, more broadly a metabolic psychosis. So mm. something like NADPH oxidase, which is there to work for you, starts going out of control and starts creating free radicals. And it needs your anti-inflammatory compounds to be keeping that under, under check. And NAD seems to be this central character in having the right process at the right time and it definitely goes down with age but in chronic disease that's why we're going to see yeah biohacking keeping ourselves well and at our our super best uh, optimum is going to be one of the applications but i think we're going to see it very strongly in the field of getting chronically chronically ill people better because we see inflammation brings down nad now i was starting to find papers on on mycotoxins blocking the RNA. So at a transcriptional mm. level, uh, it's blocking the formation or the coding for the NAD synthesis that's going, uh, that's going out to turn over those, you know, turn up the production of the enzymes to, to create NAD. So we'll find that disease states take you into low NAD, just like mm -hmm. you know, the ultimate disease state of aging does and yeah. this is able to pull us out of that as long as you balance it with other things in the system right, right. yeah it's uh quite quite fascinating in the sense that you know um it's it's very easy to you know look at someone who is you know suffering from chronic fatigue or who is very sick or very obese to just tell them go exercise and uh, go do the all this healthy stuff that sh that is supposed to give you energy but you know the problem is that they can't or they're you know stuck in oh. this stuck in this pit hole where they don't have enough nad and therefore they're just yeah. unmotivated mentally and physically they're also like very incapable even if you do go you know force them to go for a run then their then their biochemistry or physiology isn't actually able to fully um, you know produce nad as well just because of these uh, deficiencies yeah and and because the nad is low the the processes aren't coupled correctly mm -hmm. and so regularly exercise gives you a little oxidative stress that that you respond to when you you turn up your own antioxidant enzymes you turn up more about uh, mitochondrial generation but they don't have that and so when they do the exercise, it's just a free radical cascade and they right. feel terrible instead of feeling better. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, like ex exercise does increase the uh, oxidative stress during the exercise, but afterwards you're supposed to like come, come down from it and recover. So it's like a hormetic stressor. But if you don't yes. really, but you don't ever recover from it, <laughs> then you're never really adapting to it either and you're yeah, suffering all the time. Yeah, so you can look at NAD as a coupler between the hormetic stressor and the recovery process of building yourself back up. Mm. And, and without the NAD, you can't couple those two. Right. And so even like a lot of the, a lot of the botanicals and the nutraceuticals that we use, something like lipoic acid to turn up NRF2 or AMPK activation, those are mitohormetic or they're hormetic. And if you don't have the NAD to couple those to the response, which is NRF2 upregulation and detoxification or it's AMPK activation, then these things just become hormetic stressors. I mean, we don't often recognize that uh, lipoic acid, even 
EGCG and polyphenols are actual little free radical generators in the cell, and mm -hmm. that's how these reactions, these uh, hormetic reactions take place. In fact, NRF2 reacts to oxidative stress. It's, mm -hmm. it's not reacting to uh, antioxidants. Right, right. So it's like um, you can't become healthy if you're unhealthy, or you could, but it's like very much difficult. It's much more difficult to, you know, optimize your health if you are not fully Absolutely. optimized yet. So yeah, it's it's it's, it's fascinating. So uh, we we've mentioned a few of these things already, but what depletes NAD or what you know makes it plummet? Yeah, I mean that's uh, certainly it's happening with age. But why is it happening with age? Maybe it's happening because of. Uh, the buildup of inflammatory stressors with age. Uh, one of the so, all right, there's a couple of things that they talk about it uh, pulling. They, they talk about a couple of the things pulling it down with age. And so in some of the papers Sinclair writes, he says, the reason it goes down with age is because you're consuming it too quickly. But, mm -hmm. and let's talk about those, but there's also the enzyme that's generated, the NAMPT is, or NAMT is going down with time. But what's consuming it? And so you have two processes, the CD38 and the PARPs, P-A-R-P, uh, polyadenosyl-ribosyl polymerases, mm -hmm. and they're involved in gene repair. And so one of the theories is that your genes are getting so damaged over time, as soon as you have a little bit of gene repair, this part goes way hyperactivated, and it starts sucking all of the NAD into the gene repair cycle. So mm -hmm. why are we getting so gene repaired? There's another enzyme, and... Uh, uh, who is it? Not Bill Tiller. Uh, there's another guy over, I think at Stanford. I'll remember his name in a second. And uh, Mercola first told me about him. He had uh, learned that NAD is used to fix uh, calcium transporters that are hyperactivated from EMF and result in calcium being dumped into the cell, generating inflammation. And you need NAD to fix that calcium transporter so, th so that you keep the calcium on the outside of the cell. So uh, if you look at that transporter being affected by EMF, then you look at our genes probably being affected by EMF, being affected by radiation stress, being affected by all the toxic stress, uh, so all of these things, the stressors on us all the time are sucking up NAD that's trying to accommodate all of these different damages. And in mm -hmm. fact, when they block, when they take mice and they block PARPs, all of a sudden the mice have higher levels of NAD and they live longer and they have a longer health span and they don't have, you know, they're cardiometabolically have greater strength of insulin sensitivity and all those things. But mm -hmm. is that really what we... And so some people talk about that as an intervention, just blocking these parps. But is that really what we want to do? Because that, you know, those mice aren't living out here in all these exhaust fumes and all these toxins and all this EMF field. Right. Uh, you know, maybe we need those parps to keep our gene pool, keep it with its integrity. So these stressors are sucking it down. And at the same time, uh, our enzymes for making it are failing to keep up with it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So it's uh, like the more stress or more damage you experience or the older you are, then your NAD requirements would be also higher because you're like needing to use it for repair, etc. Whereas someone who's young and someone who's in like a healthier, let's say, environment, then they, their needs for NAD would also be lower. 
Yeah, and, and so then you start a, you have to start unpacking that. Like, so why is that? So uh, why does the old person have more need? Because the young person's living in the same environment. He's living in the same stressors, but he's accommodating it more. Mm-hmm. Now, there are some papers that uh, I use in my lecturing looking at young and old rats, and it's the same with young and old people. You'll see that the antioxidant detoxification system, those are really one and the same that is decaying with time. So glutathione production is going down with time. Superoxide dismutase is going down with time. The reductases and the synthases that are usually bringing those back up are going down with time. And one thing that goes up instead are glutathione peroxidase and catalase. Now, those are antioxidants that are secondary antioxidants once there's already free radical damage. Uh, once the free radicals have started create sort of a fire in the system, then you bring up the fire extinguishers, the, extinguishers, the GPX and the catalase. So this argues, and in fact, in these studies with these young and old mice, they were able to give them NRF2 upregulators uh, like polyphenols uh, and lipoic acid and restore that basic sort of frontline antioxidant system. And when they did that and they got the primary antioxidants up, the secondary ones came down. So that's part of our strategy there is to keep the nutraceuticals that are boosting our detoxification system uh, and also ones that boost our cardiometabolic health through AMPK activation, keep those up and then we'll suck NAD down less. But then if we come in and we add NAD2, then we'll get the whole system going. So, you know, you could just go in with NAD and solve most of it, but I would use this two-pronged approach. And in fact, in one study on methylmercury toxicity in an animal model, they were able to block all the methylmercury toxicity just with NAD. Now, they were able to do it also with uh, glutathione precursors and NRF2 upregulators, but if they just put the NAD in, they're able to do it as well. And so NAD feeds into NRF2 upregulation, NRF2 upregulation kind of uh, protects NAD. So NAD could be your one-stop shop, but I would come in with both directions at once. Right, right. So uh, can you maybe explain a little bit as well, like what's the pathway for uh, creating NAD in the body? Because the body can, you know, synthesize it itself. And uh, like, what's the, there are several, several pathways for this, but yeah, can you explain them? Yeah. So, uh, nicotinic acid or nicotinamide come in, they're, uh, absorbed into the cells and they go through, uh, some reactions to become, uh, NMN. And then, so there's a, uh, now I got to remember all the enzymes that I have them in front of me right now. But there's reactions to turn them into NMN and then into NAD. And uh, some of these enzymes go down with time, especially the first stage ones that take you from the vitamin B3 into the NMN. And then NMN has a cycle where it's going back and forth with nicotinamide riboside. Uh, Nicotinamide riboside can go and it can be transported in and out of cells and in and out of mitochondria. Now, in the beginning, they thought that uh, nicotinamide riboside was the only one that had these transporters to move back and forth, 
but it turns out it's not. It turns out there are transporters uh, for NMN to go into the cell and in and out of the mitochondria and in and out of the nucleus. And so mm. there's some enzymes outside the cell and there's some enzymes uh, inside the cell. But the, the first one, NAMPT, is the one uh, that's that's often bringing uh, that's often going down with two, uh, that's going down with age. Right, right. So there are like two primary uh, pathways. Like one of them is the uh, the Nova pathway, which is come which comes from like the foods, for example, that you consume. Uh, primarily, it's created from tryptophan, and uh, then there's the salvage pathway, which is the kind of recycle uh, the, the recycling of uh, NAD with the help of NMN nicotinamide riboside and uh, the NAMPT. <laughs> so yeah, like some of the uh, NAD can be obtained from you know food, but it's uh, substantially less. Like the majority of it still gets uh, resynthesized or or recycled through the salvage pathway, so to say. Right, right. Thanks for bringing that up because yeah, you can make it from these amino acids from tryptophan. But uh, it's better that because you never know when, you know, in nature, if NAD is so critical, you got to be able to make it from a lot of different things. And uh, it's more efficient, especially when you're supplementing, to get it from uh, nicotinamide rich foods. And so, you know, the classic one before we had all these supplements was liver. And that's why liver was, you know, one of the reasons liver was such a, was such a good supplemental food mm -hmm. uh, because it had niacin in it, but you had to be able to make it from, uh, from, the, from the proteins as well. Right, right, right. Uh, so would supplementing it with niacin uh, do like a similar trick? Yeah, and so, so niacin, when you're younger, works pretty well, uh, or nicotinamide, those all work pretty well. Uh, but, but the theory now is that uh, NAMPT, is, its activity is going down with time, and that's the one that takes nicotinamide or, nicotinam mm. or, nic or uh, nicotinic acid over into NMN and then into NAD. Uh, and again, the NMN can go back and forth with nicotinamide riboside. When they made niagen, they believed that nicotinamide riboside was the best way to go because they'd identified all the transporters that did that. Uh, but then over time, they found that there's a transporter for NMN too. Mm -hmm. So yeah, and, uh, uh, yeah, and uh, like the problem with niacin is also, or with tryptophan, is that there's only like a certain or there's a limit to how much you can consume with it because niacin definitely has some negative side effects if you overdo it and uh, like it's it's even not like the most efficient way of uh you know maintaining the nad level so to say because because even if you do produce nad from like tryptophan etc then you're going to end up excreting more of it as well whereas if you promote like the the salvage pathway then you're promoting like the constant uh, recycling of the energy. Yeah, exactly, the constant recycling. And, uh, and one of the interesting things with the sirtuins, mm -hmm. uh, so a sirtuin is going to use NAD, and it's going to then go and it's going to activate all the things that it activates with mitochondrial health and uh, with your cardiometabolic health. Uh, but it's going to turn, it, it's going to produce nicotinamide from the NAD. And when the nicotinamide builds up, it's a negative regulator of the sirtuins and it turns down the sirtuins. In fact, it blocks the NAD from getting into the sirtuins. So you need to 
you, you need to have the enzymes then either methylate NAM and take it out or drive it back into NAD. So if you're trying to drive the system with NAM, you're building up a big pool of NAM, the nicotinamide, which is actually blocking sirtuins. So the most effective way to drive all the antioxidant or all the anti-aging machinery uh, while you're bringing up NMN is, or while you're bringing up NAD is with NR or NMN. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. Sirtuins are yeah definitely like very. Uh, central to like the repair processes as well and uh, and uh, keeping keeping the cells functioning uh, more optimally th- throughout the entire lifetime yeah and the mitochondrial biogenesis you know for a while uh, people were linking uh, AMPK activation right to uh, right to PGC1A which is mitochondrial biogenesis but then they found that it was actually you needed the sirtuins to activate to uh, deacetylate it. So you phosphorylated PGC1A with AMPK, which is a phosphoryl donor. So that's mm-hmm. part activation, but until you deacetylate it, it's not actually stimulating mitochondrial biogenesis. So you needed the sirtuins to come into that. So some of these things like uh, intermittent fasting, keto diets, water fasting, these are all AMPK activators or taking our keto before six, great AMPK activators. But if you're older or stressed a little and you can't have the right NAD to NADH ratio, you won't activate the sirtuins and take the mitochondrial biogenesis all the way to fruition. Right, right, right. Yeah. And uh, even like the benefits of uh, calorie restriction are also mediated primarily through uh, sirtuins as well as autophagy. So if you're not really getting the benefits or you're not activating sirtuins while you're fasting, so to say, then uh, you're missing out on uh, some of the potential uh, benefits that you may want. Oh, absolutely. I have, I have a paper right here that says caloric restri- the positive effects of caloric restriction are based on having enough NAD. So if you don't have enough NAD, the caloric restriction is not going to take it all the way there. So again, the caloric restriction is AMPK activation, but mm-hmm. without enough NAD, you can't get the sirtuins in and you can't get that final and complete benefit from all of that. Right, right. Uh, but uh, can you take NAD directly as a supplement? No. No. <laughs> <laughs> Not at all. You break it down really fast and there's no absorption for it in the, in the GI tract. Right. Uh, and so you're left with the NR and uh, the NMN. And the NR actually, I mean, the NMN has, now they've dis- discovered this transporter, uh, SLC12A8, that's the NMN transporter, and it's in the GI tract, and uh, it's in the cells. And so there is a pathway for that. Uh, but of course, we can make that pathway a whole lot more efficient by adding in a nanoparticle delivery system. Right, right. Um, but what's like the difference between uh, NR and NMN? So NR and NMN, uh, they they go back and forth. Uh, and NMN is the immediate precursor to NAD. So NR actually has to be converted to NMN to be absorbed. 
Uh, and But NR does have transporters, and the NR transporters were discovered before the NMN transporters. So they used to think that NR was the thing that you traded cell to cell, and then you brought it into this cell, and you flipped it over to NMN and then to NAD. But since then, they've found these transporters that trade uh, NMN cell to cell. In fact, they've even discovered that you make these little vesicles, they're like little liposomes of NMN, and you move them cell to cell through these little uh, bilayer vesicle membranes that look like liposomes. Hmm. Yeah, that's, that's pretty interesting. Uh, and yeah, like the first research was, the, was done on primarily nicotinamide riboside, and uh, yep. now only now we have like first actual uh, trials on NMN. So I've, I've actually, I think like is NMN uh, considered like safe at the moment, or is it? Uh, oh, totally oh yeah, totally. I mean, it, it's there, there's been long term uh, animal trials left and right, but now they have long term human trials at George Washington University and uh, another place in Japan, and they've they've been going very well. In fact, uh, Sinclair, he takes his anti-aging formula for himself is, uh, is NMN and resveratrol. Now, he doesn't have any delivery systems, so he's got to take like grams of everything at a time versus his, uh, his uh, predecessor, his, his uh, advisor, Guarante, uh, he uses NR, but that's because he, he uses NR and terastilbene. So you see, you know, terastilbene and resveratrol, same damn thing. And, uh, you know, NR, NR and NMN are pretty damn similar. And, uh, but Guarente is part of a company that sells uh, terastilbene and NR together. And so it's funny that Sinclair chooses the other two. But that's where we are. I'm in the Sinclair camp uh, because, you know, I don't have the NR license. What if you take both of them? Like, uh, is, there, is there like a way of overdosing on these uh, NAD precursors? Oh, uh, well, well, definitely. What you do is you get it out of balance in your methylation pathways. Mm-hmm. And so that's, uh, that's really, uh, well, for me, it's fun. <laughs> you, it's because you have to, you've got to be able to hack into yourself, right? And know how to balance things. And so everybody's methylation needs are a little bit different. And so this is the key to getting uh, your, your NAD levels right. If you take often this is what happened to me first I started taking NMN and I was I was taking it without any methylation factors and I felt freaking great man it was mm-hmm. like tight like I said it like zipped everything together and then I kept dosing it and I kept going higher and then oh I went back into the same sort of fuzzy foggy tired feeling that I had in the beginning mm-hmm. and uh, then I'm like wait a second these are nicotinamides uh, and somebody said, oh, yeah, you know, some of these people put uh, TMG in it. So I started balancing it with TMG, and I'm like, woo, I went right back up to where I needed to be. And so, and then I tr- started working with uh, methyl B12. And so a lot of different ways to get your methyl factors in there. And so you've got to balance your NAD level with your methylation level. And I think that we'll learn with time. Uh, my hunch is that NAD is part of this gene editing. Uh, part of that is using methyl groups to turn down viral activity, uh, to silence viral genes. I mean, that's how we do that. We methylate those viral genes and shut them up. Right. And so when you're turning stuff up, uh, you start methylating more. Uh, yeah, methylation, you're using uh, methylated nicotinamide. You you're methylating nicotinamide to get rid of it, and that's another signaler too. 
but regardless of the mechanisms that we're just working out, that's the key to feeling really good on high NAD is to balance it with your methylation groups. But there's another key, and that's to balance it with the sirtuin activators uh, and to modulate some of these pathways that overuse it. And mm -hmm. so my formula for doing the best is uh, take the NMN, uh, I'll take TMG, and then there's another product we're going to have out soon called Methyl Fire, which will be activated B2, TMG, and uh, methyl B12. Uh, and there might be a little bit of folinic acid B6 just to complete the cycles there. Mm -hmm. But that has to be balanced uh, with, you know, there's a lot of ways to do it, but that has to be balanced with the NAD, or you're going to go back into feeling worse. You're going to go into hypomethylation. Right. Then to really, you know, have the rocket ship, you need some sirtuin activators. And so uh, I've been using our product, the one, which is uh, a resveratrol uh, PQQ base with CoQ10 and adaptogens and PC. Uh, but I'll also uh, go back and forth with that and the keto before six because that's got uh, resveratrol as well as quercetin and a bunch of other AMPK activators. So the AMPK activators along with the NAD take you all the way into getting all those sirtuins and FOXOs activated. Mm -hmm. uh, but, you know, in the future, you know, I do have a product here uh, that I've been taking myself that has the methylation groups, the sirtuin activators, and quercetin, which is in the – uh, in the keto before six and in the histoaid, the quercetin is a modulator of CD38 activity. Sometimes CD38 can overuse the NAD, but I wouldn't want to shut it off totally because it's responsible for our tight junction integrity. And mm -hmm. so everybody's worried about leaky gut, but you see one of the ways to heal leaky gut and turn that up biochemically, AMPK activation and CD38 activity. So having mm -hmm. AMPK activation and enough AM, uh, NAD will clean up that leaky gut. And I haven't seen any problems related to that since I've been taking all this stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's definitely like... Uh what I've noticed as well, or, you know, feared is that if you're taking only these NAD precursors, whether that be NMN or NR, then you are like uh, sucking away some of the methyl groups. And therefore you're just, you're just going to like, it's almost like taking one step forward and two step backwards, so to say, although you're oh, getting, totally is, you know, you're so you have to extend low doses, but if you yeah. take the methylation groups up at the same time, you're in great shape. And so in the NAD gold product, which is, uh, our, our new, that'll be released uh, early December. That's uh, a, a nanoliposome of NMN with an equal amount of TMG. And that's a good methylation base for both people. But then some people need more methylation support. Some people may need less and they can come in with more TMG or what works really well is the liposomal B12 or the new methyl fire that we're going to come out. And it's really easy. You're going to have to self gauge that if you're taking more nmn but you feel foggy you just need more you just need more uh methyl groups right 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 yeah definitely and uh like the same would apply to someone who is uh taking for instance nr so if they're they should they sh if they are taking any form of NAD precursors then, then they would want to take like methyl donors as well whether that be uh, tmg absolutely. whether that be b12 or whether that be even like creatine or something like that yeah yeah and you'll see some some precursors are really forgiving because they're 
bringing in methyl groups at sort of the base of the chain. Some are less forgiving. So uh, methylfolate is the least forgiving in terms of giving the right dosage, where you go from depressed and inflamed to manic. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that happens kind of quickly. And mm -hmm. so uh, things like TMG, you can just take grams. You can take two grams with each meal while you're starting to load up your, your uh your NAD levels, and that's really balanced. Uh, if you need something faster, you can go up to uh, methyl B12, even to methylfolate. But B12 and methylfolate, people will tend to you know, move into overmethylation a little faster. And so how do you know when you're overmethylating? If you're overmethylating, you get a little manic and angry. Hmm. And then when you're unmethylated, undermethylated, you don't have control in histamine production, so you're foggy, and that brings depression and lethargy. Right. Right. Of course, so does low NAD levels. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, you just got to bring them up uh, and, and work a little bit on the balance. That's why, but again, that's why I like TMG because it's very hard to over-methylate someone. Right, yeah. TMG tends to be like really safe in a sense. <laughs> that doesn't have like real yeah, side effects. Yeah, and you'll see, in fact, those HCL pills, that's why I take it with a mill. The betaine hydrochloride, that's trimethylglycine with an acid group attached to it that helps your mm. digestion. So the easiest way to people for people to take more methyl groups when they're loading up NMN and NAD is to take some of those HCL pills uh, with their meals, and then they'll have this huge base of methyl groups. Right, right. Uh, what about the uh, what about the uh, timing, so to say? Uh, what what would be like the best time to take these NAD precursors and NMN? Because uh, the the NAD and sirtuins are very much tied with like the circadian rhythms as well. Oh well, what would you think you would? Uh, I'll tell you then where where I see it working best. Uh, because tying with the circadians, let me tell you. Uh, you know, we've, as you know, over the years, we've known each other and, and it, you know, there's these different things like the aura ring and the bio strap. Mm -hmm. uh, I used to use an aura ring, now I use a bio strap. And my biggest problem was getting deep sleep at night. I was getting 10 to 20 minutes of deep at night. It was mm -hmm. horrible. I get tons of light, but no deep. And so I need to sleep, you know, eight, nine hours. Uh, you know, I'd get less on the road. So I had to accommodate when I was home. And since I've been uh, keeping my NAD levels high with this NMN, I'm getting one to two hours every night. And mm, so wow. it's really signaling my circadian rhythms nicely. Yeah. Uh, and so I take it right in the morning and then uh, I take uh, like an after, early afternoon dose too. Right. Uh, that where you would go with it or do you have any data showing something differently? Uh, no, I actually yeah, agree that probably the daytime and morning would be better because, you know, yeah. that, that would be like uh, coincides with the human circadian rhythm as well, that you would be more active during the daytime and you would need like more energy. And like if you take it at night, then you may probably just have like uh, the problems with sleeping and you're just going to, you know, not fall asleep that efficiently. And you're, you're going like this, creating like an inverse pattern in the circadian rhythms where you're like wired yeah. up wired up in the evening and <laughs> tired in the morning so it's, it's it can be definitely used for uh, circadian optimization as well that you're uh, boosting your energy levels in the daytime so to say where you're supposed to be active and you're wiring down uh, at nighttime one thing i've also noticed is that i've i've been using it like um, 
on and off these NADP cursors for like a, a while, but I, I don't notice that uh, when I do take them, then my like sleep requirements tend to drop as well, that I can get away with less sleep and uh, I kind of recover faster from the, the the sleep as well. So that's definitely like uh, yeah. shows that uh, the uh, NAD you know, process is very much tied to your sleep and recovery like directly. No, absolutely. I mean, that was what I was seeing with the bile strap, and that's what I was seeing with me just like suddenly waking up. I mean, <laughs> you know, usually I need to sleep later in the morning, and I come into work later, and I leave later. But since I've been taking this, I'm just waking up early, and I look at my my sleep tracker, and it's like, like damn, I can't believe I got that that much deep sleep. So this is. I mean, it's it's really been a profound, profound addition to everything that I've been doing to try to keep my 50-year-old self in a 20-year-old life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, tell us about more the liposomal delivery systems. Like, uh, how how does it differ from, you know, just the regular powders and those sort of things? Yeah, I, I mean, the... Lipid nanoparticles are, are next generation of delivery, and that's, that's what we do with everything here. And they're so powerful that in our Keto Before 6 product, you're taking things that everybody takes for uh, cardiometabolic health, berberine, resveratrol, quercetin. Uh, we also put DIM and cinnamon in there and mm-hmm. silymarin. And these are all AMPK activators, right? But usually, you know, you take a capsule of resveratrol or berberine, it's absorbing over eight hours, you're getting very low blood levels. And it's helping, and it's doing a lot of stuff in the GI, but it's not triggering huge processes in the rest of the body. You know, it takes months to start changing things. But when you put it in uh, these nanoparticle deliveries, it will flip you into ketosis in an hour and a half to two hours, regardless of what you ate the night before. Someone who's never done keto diets, wake up in the morning, take this, and then just have fat for breakfast like a, like a keto coffee, and you'll be, even if you don't take MCTs, there's no exogenous ketones, you'll be making ketones that you can measure in your blood in one and a half to two hours. Because you absorb so much, so fast. You focus this whole absorption into, you know, an hour and you're able to trigger all these processes so powerfully. And so that's, that's the key. And what these things are is you're making these little nanospheres. So nano means that you're less than 100 nanometers. And a nanometer is one millionth of a millimeter. Mm-hmm. And so you're... Uh, most of these things that we make are in the 20 to 50 nanometer range. The really fast acting ones are in the 20 nanometer range. And you've made these little lipid spheres, these these little uh, fat balls with coating that makes them water soluble. And the main coating we use is phosphatidylcholine, which your cell membranes are made out of. And when you take these in your mouth, they passively absorb right through the mucous membranes, right into the capillaries, they go right into the blood, you swallow, and then you're absorbing through your stomach and your upper GI, and all of it goes into the blood super, super fast. And it doesn't need the transporters, it doesn't need to mix with bile and slowly go through the enterocytes and into lymph, it's just boom. It's like a little IV injection into the system. And you, you get immediacy, you get things in fast, you get really high blood levels, and really importantly, you get unmetabolized compounds. So uh, a lot of the studies uh, in cell cultures show these great effects of things like resveratrol uh, or berberine, but 
the fact is when you take them through the gut, you actually metabolize them as they're absorbed. So you don't even absorb resveratrol. You absorb resveratrol glucuronide. You don't mm -hmm. absorb berberine. You don't absorb curcumin. You absorb those as glucuronic or glutathione or sulfate conjugates, and they're not as powerful on these targets. But in the nanoparticle, they go in unmetabolized, and they have these great effects on these targets. So there's two classes of particles. There's the... Uh, the nanoemulsion is one of the lipid nanoparticles, and that has a fat core, and that's for carrying fat or oil-soluble compounds. Mm -hmm. That's what's in the keto before six, taking resveratrol, berberine, CBD, or curcumin. Or there's the nanoliposome, which is a phospholipid bilayer with a water core, and that's where you take water solubles like NMN or any of the B complexes or TMG. That's also what uh, hosts our glutathione and vitamin C. But all these have to be super, super, super small to work. In fact, when we scaled up our keto before six, the particle was supposed to be 25 nanometers, and our first batch came out closer to 70 nanometers, and it didn't work. The other one worked on everybody all the time, flip you into ketosis. You know, well, not everybody, but like 90% of the people and this and that was a 25 nanometer particle then 70 nanometer particle only worked on half the people and so we had to we didn't release that batch we it was just this different ingredient that we were using we had to switch back to the original we came back to that right size so when you get the right size things are pretty magical in the body and in fact i mentioned that nmn is traded cell to cell through these little nanovesicles that are actually nanoliposomes and those are in the 20 to 40 nanometer range so when we engineered this NMN nanoliposome, we put them right into that same range in the 25 to 30 nanometers. And when we did that, they were really magical. And you can feel the difference between the 50, 60 nanometer NMN liposome and this uh, 20 to 30 nanometer NMN liposome. And so, so that's what really makes this stuff magic. Hmm. So it's uh, basically NAD on speed. <laughs> it, really, it, it really, really is. And even though there's transporters for it, one of the things that's so interesting is the liposome, makes, the liposome interacts with the cells at a much higher level. And even if there are transporters, it'll make the transporters work much, much better. And then it has, a, it has what's called a paracellular transport. It can just sneak right between the cell layers and into the system. So it doesn't even need the transporter. Mm. And so it's working on two different ways into the system and getting a super, super absorption. NAD on speed. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's a, a lot of it, you know, uh, a lot of these these kinds of products, they tend to be not that bioavailable even. And the supplements, most of them aren't fully absorbed. And yeah, it's kind of think, makes you think about, yeah, like the liposomal delivery systems are definitely something that uh, just change, change like the uh, total, you know, entire results just because they're more bioavailable and uh, easily absorbable. Totally, totally different results set. Right. What, what about, you know, but, but you know, usually, uh, uh, like for example, uh, Sinclair says that uh, he takes like some yogurt in the morning to uh, absorb <laughs> the and the, to absorb the reservoirs also to say because you need some fats and such. So uh, with the liposome, yeah, that's, liposome that's, that's, <laughs> that's sort of a baby step forward, uh, you know. And that that came from uh, oh, Bharat Agarwal was a curcumin researcher, and he would mix the curcumin into 
uh, he would mix turmeric and yogurt or no, or he would do both turmeric and curcumin, mix it into yogurt and take it. And yeah, that would increase the bioavailability. But maybe, you know, like curcumin, the bioavailability is so low that you absorb almost nothing. Hmm. And so maybe the yogurt's giving you like a five-fold increase in absorption. That seems like a lot. But the nanoparticle of curcumin gives you a 310-fold increase in bioavailability. Wow. 310. Crazy. Now we're talking about so something totally different. And we don't have the numbers yet for resveratrol, uh, but I expect real high, you know, CBD is absorbed 6 to 10% natively and uh, our sublingual is a 5 to 6-fold increase over that and our capsule is uh, almost a tenfold absorption over that. So that's getting close to 100% absorption. Uh, the resveratrol, you know, I'm thinking it's probably going to be in the 20-fold increase in absorption. And again, you get this unmetabolized resveratrol. So that's, that's why these things are like flipping you into ketosis like immediately. That's what real delivery is. And yeah, the product's going to be twice as expensive as, as regular, you know, capsule delivery, but you're going to get anywhere from you know five to a hundred mm -hmm. even three hundred fold more into the body and that's why you pay more because you get radical results yeah yeah that's true so uh who would you recommend like uh, who could benefit from uh, taking this yeah all right so there's three groups uh you know since it's your podcast we'll put the biohackers at the top and the biohackers are going to just be able to come up to the next level now, the older they are, the more they're going to benefit from it. And so, Sim is getting benefits at, uh, in it, uh, from it even in his 20s, and he's mm -hmm. just getting higher optimization. But say you're like me and you're 50, uh, now it's going to be a radical change. You're going to go back into Superman activity. Uh, <laughs> and, and, and then, you know, picture, you know, uh, a father or a grandfather, someone in their 60s, 70s, all of a sudden, boom, there's got to be this big increase in vitality. But then there's pathologies. And so you have some sort of cardiometabolic problem like insulin resistance. And AD is going to really, really help that, especially if you pair it with other things uh, that are going to increase uh, cardiometabolic strength, things like berberine and silymarin, like we have in our keto before six. Then you've got the people who are chronically ill. Maybe they've got uh, mercury or mold toxicity. Uh, maybe they've got some chronic infection like Epstein-Barr or Lyme disease. Taking slowly titrating the NAD uh, up you know, through the NMN uh, and matching it to the methylation factors, you're going to restore the ATP generation, that central cellular resilience that's going to enable you to get on top of things. And you're going to couple its use to detoxification protocols like our push-catch, uh, liver detox, or uh, to uh, immune protocols like adding in cat's claw or, uh, or any of the, the antimicrobials like artemisinin and the people use in the Lyme world. So they're going to find that NAD makes them much more rapidly get back on top of their situation. Something that was taking people you know, one to five years to get better, now maybe we can do that in three to 12 months. They can get back in the game. Hmm. Yeah, definitely. Like I, I would imagine like the older population or someone who's sick would uh, benefit a lot more uh, from doing these sorts of things 
uh, as a way of just getting themselves out of the uh, rut, so to say, because the biohackers, you know, they're already pretty motivated to just, you know, yeah. go go on a go on a longer fast or go do some heat cardio or something yeah. like that. So they already have like the resources, etc., and they may find the NAD just to use uh, as an optimization strategy yeah, for giving like an extra edge. But the the worst or the most most um, you know, biggest results would come from people who are, you know, suffering chronic fatigue, et cetera. Yeah. You know, see the optimize, say the biohackers are living at 85 to 90% of full optimum possibility. Mm -hmm. And then they take this and this gets them another, you know, three mm -hmm. to 5%. Uh, but you know, the old, old person, he's, he's living at, you know, five to 10% of his optimum. And all of a sudden he jumps up to, you know, 50. You know, that's a radical change, you know, where the chronically ill people, you're talking big, life-changing uh, benefits. Mm. Uh, are there other, other any, like, older people that you've uh, given it to? <laughs> uh, well, you know, I've been, uh, you know, dosing it up with uh, all, all the people around uh, around my office and all the people I see on the road. You'll, you'll see these people that he, maybe they had adrenal fatigue, uh, or, or they had some chronic fatigue and we'll give that to them with extra TMG and some B complex, uh, and some adaptogens and boom, it's just like night and day. Uh, so there's this big aspect, uh, of, uh, of relieving adrenal fatigue, mm -hmm. uh, of adre of alleviating this adrenal fatigue. So people in, they're not chronically ill, you know, they're not like really, you know, wasted out and they're not old, but they're just, they're just worn out and they have radical, radical change from it. Right, right. Yeah, that's true. Uh, yeah, it's been awesome. Great talking with you and I'm uh, looking forward to the launch of the product. I'm definitely going to keep it in my uh, like regular supplementation routine in some aspects. So uh, where can that's where can people learn more about the upcoming NMN supplement and uh, where can they learn about your work as well? Yeah, so quicksilverscientific.com is our website and uh, we have uh, you know our doctor line and we have a direct-to-consumer line. Almost everything's available. All the good stuff's available direct-to-consumer. Uh, and you can find a lot of education on there and you can also find it on our YouTube channel. If you look for the Quicksilver Scientific YouTube channel, you'll find all of my webinars on all these different aspects of NRF2 for detox, liver pathways, mm -hmm. and PK activation. Uh, and uh, we'll, we'll be having more webinars on the NAD product in the next couple of weeks and uh, with the launch of that and you'll be able to find it there. And then you'll see a couple other products come along uh, to take with it uh, right off the bat. The things to pair with it uh, are methyl B12 and uh, the product called the one uh, and the product called keto before six. Mm, yeah. We're going to leave all the links in the show notes and yeah, definitely yeah, people, people uh, will, uh, I would recommend to all of them to check it out because they do feel pretty damn effective compared to like other regular supplements <laughs> that I've taken. Oh yeah. You, you feel this stuff right away. And when you get to the thing that your body's really needing, it's a game changer immediately. <laughs> Yeah, that's good. Uh, and my last question is, um, is there anything that you wish you started doing sooner since the last time we talked 
which is well, well like two months ago or something. Well, that wasn't very long ago. <laughs> <laughs> Since then, the thing I wish I started doing sooner overall is uh, is this NAD building. Right. Uh, but once, you know, and once I figured out how to to uh, couple the methylation to that, that that was huge. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and you know, it makes everything else that we do that much better. Uh, you know, like the first couple of times I did red light therapy and I got whole banks of red light on my wall. Uh, mm -hmm. It was great. And then I kind of lost, then it wasn't doing so much anymore. And uh, keeping these NAD levels high, all of the other things that I do just have uh, such an instantaneous benefit. Yeah. And my resilience when I come back from the long trips and just so much faster to recover from the sleep deprivation. Yeah, definitely. Like, uh, I want to add that for someone who is suffering like jet lag or doing a lot of traveling, then they would definitely greatly see uh, a lot of improvement in taking something that has NAD or boosts NAD. And also like the aspect of pairing it with the methyl donors is like a really important part of actually gaining those benefits and sustaining them for longer, because otherwise you're just going to crash and you're going to become like more of a dependent of taking that kind of NAD all the time to feel or to lift yourself up. Whereas with the methyl, methyl groups, uh, added methyl groups like TMG, then you're just sustaining it for longer and keeping yourself up. Yeah, yeah, it's very, very balancing. And take it before the flight too because of this uh, ability to uh, negate the damage from the radiation and EMF during the flight. Oh, yeah, that's, that's true. So, yeah, great talking with you. We could talk another hour yeah, about... Just keep going. Yeah, yeah, we're going to probably have to do another one in the future sometime. Yeah, yeah. After we get this out, and we've been using it for a while. We have the other products to go with it, and we can then let's get back together and we'll we'll take it to the next level. For sure, for sure. Well, thanks for coming, and I'll uh, see you around. <laughs> All right, take care. Oh, wait, bye -bye. one last. Did you get the book, by the way? Yeah. Oh, I did. That that is a freaking awesome book, man. I just <laughs> sit there, you know, when I get time, I'm just like cruising. I I jump around in it too and just, you know, pick up pick up what's going on at different parts. So that oh, was okay. just fantastic work there, man. All right. That's it for this awesome conversation with Dr. Sheet. And before I let you go, I wanna tell you that his company, Quicksilver Scientific, just released their new product called NAD Plus Gold. It's basically an NAD booster that contains NMN, nicotinamide mononucleotide, and TMG, trimethylglycine. Basically, as you've learned from this conversation, some NAD precursors zap away your methyl groups, and that can lead to an energy crisis or you just bonking. That's why it's necessary to take some methyl donors alongside your NAD boosters to support the methylation cycle. That's why I love Dr. Shade's NAD Gold. It combines NMN, which is the most bioavailable NAD precursor, with TMG, which is in my opinion the most effective methyl donor. Quicksilver Scientific also uses patented liposomal nanoparticle delivery systems, which is far more superior to any other form of supplementation. They're just that much more bioavailable and effective than regular oral supplementation. I've been using NAD Gold on days where I feel like I need more energy, and this stuff works really fast. It speeds up my recovery from exercise, and I also think that it reduces my demand for sleep. 
So I definitely recommend you to check out Quicksilver Scientific's NAD Gold. You can find a 10% discount link in the show notes of this podcast. Go to seamlan.com and then you can find a link to the podcast with Dr. Christopher Shade. But other than that, thanks for listening to this episode. Make sure to leave us a review on iTunes and the other social media platforms. My name is Seam. Stay tuned for the next episode. Stay empowered.